0: Spoilers!
1: Spoilers! <laughs> spoiler season! with us! New cards!
0: Welcome to Dominaria, uh, Spoiler Season Dominaria, <laughs> episode 6. <laughs>
1: welcome Thanks. to Dominaria!
0: Yeah, welcome. Uh, see the sights. Bags
1: at the door.
0: <laughs> um, thank you to our sponsors, New England Comics and Flipside Gaming. You can find Flipside Gaming on flipsidegaming.com and New England Comics. You can check it online at NEC Coolidge uh, on Facebook. Sorry. Oh, that's okay.
1: You just remember I coughed right after the intro.
0: Always good to read
1: things down. Wow, on my gross tissue rally.
0: Don't be ashamed of your body, KD. Your tissue's not gross, it's part of who you are. It's not, it's
1: external.
0: So today we're going to go through, we're going to review a couple of the uh, cards that have been spoiled since of categories we've already done. So we're going to talk about an artifact or two, a couple more legends, and uh, then we're going to get into the the meat and potatoes of the set uh, for Limited. So just the the random uncommons and stuff that have been been spoiled. So the first card we're going to look at today is Lyra Dawnbringer. So Lyra Dawnbringer is White White 3. For a legendary angel, it's a 5-5 with flying, first strike, and lifelink. And other angels you control get plus one plus one and have lifelink. What do you think, Katie?
1: That's very cool. I'm sorry. Did we not review this?
0: No. I showed it to you.
1: It's very confusing. I'm sorry.
0: 140. Okay. be one of those nights huh <laughs> so I said what do you think Katie five
1: for a five five right on curve lots of cute words flashy flashy Mythic it doesn't have flash <laughs> no, no oh I was saying it's a flashy flashy mythic rare oh I see sorry I see. but yes you're right to be clear this card does not have flash
0: no, then it would be even better
1: yeah, but it, like it doesn't. it wouldn't need it anyway. Yeah. that's so, not like what I'm aching for on this card.
0: This card is a uh, pretty much Baneslayer Angel. Um, Bane had pro- protection from demons and dragons, uh, and did not have the anthem ability. Other than that, pretty much the same. Um, Bane did see. So like, even when Baneslayer came out, people were like, uh, like it doesn't do anything when it comes down. Like you know, cause, like, right now in standard, like if you want to play a creature, it needs to have an impact on the board. The turn it comes down unless it's the Scarab God because you just win. Uh, but I and that's
1: real hard to kill.
0: That too, uh, the you know the power level though of this card and Baneslayer Angel is just very high. Did Baneslayer
1: um, see standard play? So Baneslayer
0: did see standard play. Yeah, huh. um, and uh, despite you know naysayers when it came out, whoever like no, this card is not it's not good enough. It's just a beater. Um, but if you think about you know against any kind of aggro deck, this card wrecks. Uh, like, if you play this against mono red, like, it can't block hazard but it will kill everything else. And it has First Strike, which means, like, you can't deal it damage in combat and then burn it. You're going to have to actually double burn it.
1: Yeah, actually, the beautiful thing about First Strike that you're pointing out is if... You know, because the mono-red decks have this medium build. They're bringing in Glorybringers in the sideboard. Glorybringer can exert on this, doesn't die. And then even if you block with it and it has four damage on it, it doesn't die because it has first strike and it kills Glorybringer first. Absolutely. So, yeah, it does match up very well against uh, Aggressive and other flyers that we currently have running around in the format. And
0: we we have the other angel, the four-mana angel. That's a 3-4, which I also think is a playable card. It's the hexproof one. Um, and the the anthem here is nice. It turns it into a four or five, mm-hmm. and you know, like five cool. toughness
1: is important when you're facing down Glorybringer. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I, I like this card in a white mid range deck. It matches up, I think, quite well against most of the threats in the format. Um, so I'm I'm a fan. Yeah. A
1: fan. The problem is that uh, you just said white mid range deck, and uh, such a deck does not currently That's exist. True.
0: That's true. That might change though. Yeah, it man. might.
1: It might. And if it does. Ebbs and
0: flows, ebbs and flows. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Our next card is Narumeha, Master Wizard. This is blue-blue 2 for a 3-3 legendary human wizard with flash. Uh, When she enters the battlefield, copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. Other wizards you control get plus one, plus one. What do you think of this one?
1: Okay, so if she's copying a spell that you control, that means you have to have... Four mana plus whatever the cost of the spell is that you just cast.
0: Yeah. Well, a little lock.
1: It's a little much. A little, much. little um, mana intensive. I mean, so like, okay, in a control deck, currently if you're in a control mirror, sometimes you get into the place where you actually want to fight over a card and so you're having this counter magic war and you're playing gear hulks to flash counter spells back. This is sort of like that but two mana cheaper than a gear hulk um and also smaller
0: and and it's only does a gear hulky thing if you're in a counter war yeah which is a pretty narrow instance yeah i think the most relevant thing on this i think that actually the uh uh, copying a spell is often not going to be relevant i think that this is mostly for the wizard's deck like if people want to try to build that uh four mana flash three three is fine other wizards get plus plus one so it's a lord for wizards um, that's cool. And wizards also are going to be casting a lot of cheap spells like wizards, lightning or wizards retort. So if you have, you, know, you can cast this on turn five or six and you're able to copy a bolt or a counter spell. Yeah. Um, that's like pretty reasonable. I think most of the time you probably want to copy bolt. Um,
1: are you saying bolt like in modern or like lightning? Well, bolt? since uh, well, wizard's oh, lightning is lightning
0: bolt, bolt. bolt if you control wizard, oh. right? It's just red for three damage. Hey, yo. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I think this card is, is like, it, it doesn't go in just any deck with spells. It probably goes in the wizard deck, which, as you can see, wizards you control get plus and plus one, So there's some some synergy there. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think it goes in the wizard deck because I think they're going to be wanting to cast cheap spells. Um, even the like you know the blue red one two two haste flying. Whenever you cast a oh, spell, yeah. everything gets plus and plus one, Right. So like the wizard's deck is like oh, a blue red prowess-y, yeah.
1: prowessy yeah. yeah.
0: So I think that's where that's where she kind of goes cool um what else we got uh the final cycle uh, uh the final card in the cycle of the triple pip uh rares which i think another time we said it looked like there were two that were uncommon they're all rares so we mean the uh like benelish marshall tempest Gin, goblin chain whirler and steel leaf champion the final card in the set is dread shade this is black 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 for a three three shade and you can pay black to give dread shade plus one plus one until end of turn
1: a lot of black mana symbols on this card.
0: Black is the color that cares most about you having a lot of black, a lot of its own color. Mm. Um, It feels fine, uh, like if Devotion, and we said this for all these, if Devotion comes back, it gets better. Um, I mean,
1: I think it gets, well, I think it's probably pretty good in Devotion because it's three pips of black, and it's a fine creature on top of
0: that. Yeah. And, And it, like... The ability isn't terrible. Like, you can play this on three, and then the next turn, if you want, you can attack for seven if you don't do anything else with your turn. Yeah. Um, And, like, also you can pump this at instant speed to get out of, uh, like, burn spells, if that's a concern. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I I don't know. I like the card. I don't think it's terrible. Um, But, like, it obviously, as we said, for all of these cycles, like, they belong in pretty niche decks because you need to be playing basically triple. mono color yeah
1: i mean that's that's really hard to hit yeah. uh in limited yeah i mean i think it's good and limited again i just like how hard is it to get these triple pips like i don't know how likely it is you're probably not getting this down turn three
0: uh probably not um in a format with uh if you're in seals and you have a 40 card deck and you want three of a colored mana on turn three you need 22 sources of that color Okay, you're not, with, not even playing 90%. 22 lands. Exactly. You're playing realistically, like, what, 17 lands? Which yeah. means it's not reliably coming down with a 90% chance. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong column. The wrong row. Uh, by turn three, you need 16.
1: Okay, cool. So you can yeah. play one basic of another color. There you go.
0: Uh, but if you want it to come down later in the game, like six or seven, then you will need 13. Um
1: that's still yeah you still need to be
0: like for these cards you really want to be pretty heavily into the color um or have like a lot of fixing and a lot of ways to uh you know make mana of a different color like you have a gilded lotus or something because gilded lotus can cast any of these cards i want to see someone play like
1: mana of one color
0: yeah so i want to see someone play like mono black and splash for the blue the blue (laughs) one just be like gilded lotus i'm splashing triple blue in my deck it's great uh, I think that would be funny. Uh, so next we have a couple of sagas that have come out since we last Ooh. talked about them. Um, actually, I think we just have... It's just one, uh, which came out today. Uh, and it is The Mending of Dominaria.
1: Oh, Like, poor Dominaria got broken. It had to mended. Oh, no, be but it's, it's
0: getting fixed now.
1: That's good. That's good. Do you want to <laughs> take this one? Uh, no.
0: Okay. Uh, so <laughs> The Mending of Dominaria is Green Green 3 for Enchantment Saga. Uh, remember that as this saga enters and after your draw step add a lore counter and sacrifice it after chapter three so chapter one and chapter two uh put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard then you may return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand and chapter three return all land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield then shuffle your graveyard into your library so it's very expensive
1: yeah five is Uh, a lot it
0: provides a little value um, and like, i would hope yeah uh the value that it, like you really i think to to want really want to play this card i think you need to be getting value out of all three chapters because i think five mana is just so much that getting value out of just one chapter or two isn't probably going to be enough so it feels like you want to play this in like a the black green control-esque deck where you can play like you know you have a gaunti you play this in the late game and you get back your gaunti you get back your walking ballista and then you in chapter three you get to get back all of the deserts that you sacrifice to do things um so i don't know i'm not super high on this card uh yeah. but it's like
1: i think i think you're right hard. that that's about where you would try to fit it but that it, it is probably not good be a enough for that. bit of
0: a stretch
1: yeah. limited would you play unlimited limited? Mm. I see. You we're gonna uh, say no off the bat. But no, you're, you're no, no. To... I think
0: I might be again. Like it, I'm so hesitant because like it depends on the speed of the format and speed of your deck. If yeah. you are going to play, um, like a deck that is grindy and you're allowed to, you're able to do that in the format, then I think this card is pretty good. Like you're paying five mana to get presumably your two best creatures back, which is pretty good. Um, so unless I,
1: they were ensnared, like on the board
0: yeah but yeah exile in some way but yeah so i think it's i think it's playable in uh, and so if the conditions are are right are ripe for this card yeah.
1: so conditions are ripe would be a slow format and you grindy have deck. grindy deck grindy
0: deck yeah you're looking to grind we um, only have
1: like one good creature so you got to get it back <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: we haven't reviewed uh Josu Vess, i believe so- no way
1: because that's that's a word I remember saying.
0: Yeah, so Katie, why don't you get, take this one?
1: Yeah, we have Josu Vess, <laughs> Lick Knight. Lich Knight. Lick Knight.
0: Lich Knight. Lick. Okay, he's not licking stuff, he's lichen stuff.
1: Lichen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's a lich knight.
1: Um, he's a zombie, that's what he is. That's also true. Um, Black Black 2 for a 4-5 zombie knight. Oh, it goes in the night step. Well, yeah. let's let's read on
0: wait till you read the what it does okay
1: has kicker for black five holy guacamole better be worth it Mm. how can you ever kick this sorry that's like a a big foot
0: really big foot
1: that's so much mana i know six mana on top of four okay
0: yeah six plus four that would be that's ten ten mana it's an ulamog basically
1: yeah and instead you're playing a four five yeah okay but it has more text menace yeah
0: so at base rate four mana four five menace
1: that's excellent. And knight and, and zombie. Knight and both zombie relevant. And legendary. Possibly relevant. Yeah. Or possibly bad. <laughs> um, okay, so when Josu enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, create eight 2-2 black zombie knight creature tokens with menace. Well, that is very good. I just don't think you will ever do it.
0: That's That to me feels like if you're in any kind of reasonable position, I think you win the game right oh yeah it's almost like 10 mana win the game yeah in a lot of situations um i think that's pretty cool
1: it just feels like i mean if you're playing a knight's deck
0: by the way this is liliana's brother
1: no way joseph oh isn't he like dead yeah
0: she tried to heal him and accidentally turned him into a lich or uh, not a lich sorry turned him into like a zombie monstrosity and then she assumed that when she planes walked away, that the spell would disappear. But it didn't. So then he like ate a bunch of his family or something, or Aww. killed his family. And then eventually, like he died. And then uh, Benz thank you, uh, brought him back as a lich to uh, torment Liliana.
1: Wow, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. that's.
0: But then she did eventually. Kill him again. Oh, and put him Joseph
1: Vess. You know it didn't. It didn't click. Vess. <laughs> Vess. on Vess. Yeah. Follow
0: the House mm-hmm. of Vess. Yeah.
1: Man, that sucks. Um, yeah. No. So, but like the thing is, so if you could kick this, that would be awesome. But the deck that I'm picturing for Knights is not one that wants to play any sort of mana ramp abilities. Yeah, but because it's so busy playing creatures.
0: What about in a non Knight deck? Does it, like does this have to go in Knights?
1: No, well, I mean, I think the ability is more relevant in a non-knight deck. Yeah. But I I do don't you know think... what that deck looks like.
0: So you, Katie... Um,
1: yes, in me. In Standard,
0: you played Zombies. I did. Uh, during zombies. that format. And you really liked it. Yeah. Do you think um, between Josu Vess uh, and... Oh, there's something else. I know. What is it? Uh, do you think we're getting... Uh, Enough pieces that you might feel motivated to try out Zombies again.
1: Okay, well, Josuves, Vess, I mean, the Zombies deck, if Josu Vess is in there, is completely different. Because the Zombies shell from before yeah. curved out at, like, three and just barely made enough mana to play the 5 mana enchantment Liliana's uh, Death's Majesty. Uh-huh. Um, and that was like sometimes a struggle. Like it'd be funny if you were playing the Zombies Mirrors and you're both like stuck on four ma- mana waiting to throw down your uh, enchantments. But it was, you know, it was an aggro deck and it played a lot of stuff on turn one, two, and three. Sure. So the idea that you would be able to pay ten mana seems hard to believe. Yeah. And like this is a big chunky creature, but that's not really what the Zombies deck did right if you wanted to go big chunky zombie strategy maybe you play this maybe you play Ammit eternal mm-hmm. right that's a very above curve zombie
0: do you think that um now it would be worth so originally a couple of people were trying out black white zombies right
1: yeah what was the white for? the white was for oh,
0: the amonkhet um the there two... was
1: wayward servant wayward servant and...
0: um and now we also have radiant destiny in white and yeah. you could name zombie um, I, I, I'm sorry, I really thought there was another card in this set that did something with zombies, but like as I'm scrolling through, I don't see it. See anything. Wasn't there something that made 2-2 zombies or something? Mm. Other than... Maybe not. Maybe mm. I'm mistaken. Oh, well,
1: well. I mean, there's also some people doing the black-blue zombies strategy with...
0: Uh, Scarab God, Scarab right? Scarab
1: God. Were they doing Gisa and Jeralph?
0: uh yeah yeah i think they were running uh geese and gulf as well um though i have that card has has rotated now uh, um but i imagine like you might be able to get depending on how demanding the colors are you might be able to pull off a black white zombies deck uh splashing blue for scarab god um just because the man is getting a little bit better as we'll talk about in a moment um and the scarab god is just so powerful and in zombies uh it's interesting because kind of the suddenly the draining tax becomes very very relevant.
1: Right. It's more like a one turn kill instead of a kill you in multiple turns. Right. Right. Which
0: is interesting. Yeah.
1: yeah, I I don't know. If it's a zombie stack, it's a very different strategy.
0: Sure. Um, I think this one could be interesting as uh, a ramp target um, if you want to just treat this as a ten mana <gasps> oh. four or five that puts. You know 16 additional power menacing power on the board
1: yeah that's huge um, actually like, that is much more interesting as a ramp target yeah right
0: it's i don't know uh, i just think the card like the kicker is just so powerful and yeah. the base rate you're not super sad to play it as a four or five menace like it can yeah. block pretty much everything that is competing with it at this spot in the curve it can't be glory brung away <laughs> um and
1: I like that a lot. I like this as a ramp target. Ramp target, in your because, account. I mean, like most decks don't go that wide. Right. The menace and eight two 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 is like chunky, right? Yeah. If they're one ones, yeah. But two twos that like that's gonna really get through. If and you I, could ramp this out, like,
0: I think the cool thing about this as well um, is if it's a ramp target. Typically, we're used to ramp targets being things like. Ulamog, or Worldbreaker, uh, which are like one threat that you have to answer. Right. And this just attacks from a very different angle. And as we've seen, decks that can uh, attack from multiple angles, uh, such as Raman Up Red, which was able to go, you know, really like aggro, like hard to block, wide, early game, and then just play a 5-4 Indestructible that flings <laughs> stuff at you every turn. Right. And has lands that like have additional reach. Like it's very hard. Like they require Hazaret and the rest of the deck required. Different. opposite and different answers yeah and it feels like against a ramp deck you don't typically bring in sweepers yeah. unless you're, you're using a ton of mana dork so well that
1: would be right because you would play this but then your other ramp targets because you would have to have more than mm-hmm. just this
0: dargus seven seven fly trample
1: definitely but yeah would be just the classic big chunky maybe hard to answer threat yeah and they require different answers that's
0: I'm a little curious.
1: I mean, this card looks super fun, so if there's a way to like play it, that would
0: eight be is cool. a lo- I mean, mean Eight is a lot. I mean, eight zombies is a lot.
1: Yeah, and they're. Me- I mean, like, the Menace. Menace is. And we've seen expensive. how
0: good that is with Vraska just turning out one a turn.
1: I know. Right? Menace is, there- is a serious.
0: Those decks. Were, I mean, it's, it's a little weird because it's in black, and you need triple black in order to cast and kick this. Hmm. Um, so' you're ramp lotus. yeah, it's interesting because, like you usually want to be in green for the ramp. You often want to be in red or white first like sweepers so you can kind of hold survive off early threats and survive. And then now you also need to have triple black. If you're ramping, it's probably triple black. like the color requirement is probably not too bad. It's just interesting that it's going to require black. yeah, um, so I don't know. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued.
1: That sounds fun. That actually sounds like a lot more fun than trying to build the zombie deck. Yeah. I think the zombie deck will be disappointingly bad.
0: Yeah. This was just. I was just trying to bring yeah, up the yeah, zombie yeah. deck because I wanted to get your take on it. With uh, I, I I'm sorry. I really thought there was another zombie card, but uh, I might I forgive
1: you for having a bad memory.
0: Thanks. Thanks. What do you think? Do you think you'd try zombies with um radiant destiny? I guess people presumably did that.
1: I, I think it just like right feel now. Like you have the Pieces anymore. Yeah. I think it's just better to build uh vampires. You just have a lot more support. Yeah and pieces do we i mean we still have um mastery
0: you still have matt lilliana's mastery and you still have lord of the accursed and you have okay. wayward servant and Wayward um, servant. you have the five five yeah um, it's not quite it's not the same strategy like Cripbreaker, breaker you know was uh, was pretty and important. Uh, de-
1: what's what's the dead uh relentless relentless dead, dead yeah those it was, were huge yep.
0: i That's... think Cripbreaker breaker was the biggest loss yeah. that that deck took i mean took.
1: relentless dead was a big deal too because that really gave you a lot of reach, also mm. when there were sweepers. Yeah, but
0: oh, I guess you have unclaimed territory as well because the white splash is always rough. But now you have a land. yeah, that-
1: another way to play. Her. Hmm.
0: I haven't really looked into that. I'm, like, curious now. Maybe I'll give Do we it a,
1: still have... What's the black card that gave minus X minus X for the number Dark of Dark
0: Salvation is gone, Oh, unfortunately, see, that, that was, was another so good. important one
1: for zombies, because that made Hazaret totally unscary. And that
0: you go so wide, it, like, killed yeah. and made free your board. That was a great draw in the late game. Yeah, Dark Salvation was very yeah, good. Yeah, I feel
1: like it's lost a lot of important pieces. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Um, Our next legendary creature uh, that was spoiled recently is... Yargle, Glutton of Urborg. This is black four for a 9 3 legendary frog spirit. And that's it.
1: It's, it's, what do you think of
0: Yargle, Katie?
1: I think it's bad. <laughs>
0: Why is it bad? It's a,
1: it's a 9 3 for five.
0: Well, this is a five mana.
1: It trades with a turn. Trade with three, the worst
0: creature on the battlefield. So. Yeah. You know.
1: I mean, like...
0: I want to see a deck in Limited that puts, like, the plus one, plus one flying enchantment on this. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, if you could do that, if you could throw that enchant uh, uh, equipment that's plus three and Trample, Mm. I would do that. Or if
0: you could uh, put on the White Legends on Sarah's Wings and give it, like, flying and lifelink in plus one, plus one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to just put this in a... Make it it fly and make it hit big.
1: Even if you put that five mana... uh, What's it called? The... Five mana, equipment that copies legendaries. Oh yeah! Getting a nine three every turn is.
0: I'm not complaining about that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, you can do cool things with it. Yeah. But by itself, it sucks. It is amusing though that it's a frog spirit. I yeah. Mean, come on. A
0: vanilla legend that's a frog spirit is certainly an interesting. How did a frog take.
1: spirit get to have nine power? Like frogs. Oh are well, the tiny story tells creatures. you. Oh.
0: When bells and locks lieutenant. Uh, Yarkul, not Yargul, Yarkul, grew to ambitions, ambitious. The demon lord transformed him into a maggot. The frog that ate the maggot grew and grew until a ravenous spirit burst from its body. Wow. And it's now Yargul. Wow. Yeah.
1: I see why they needed so much room for flavor text. That's why he had to be vanilla.
0: (laughs) He had to be. There was just no other option. I mean,
1: otherwise you wouldn't understand, like, his struggle.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um another legendary card that has been spoiled since is in bolus's clutches this is oh we already reviewed this uh, only the art came out
1: yeah it's confusing
0: it's oh yeah you, yeah because you looked at it and you're like i control my own permanent like what
1: what? Oh, no, I was saying it's confusing when the art comes out and it feels like it's a new card, but then you oh, realize yeah. you've read it before. Yeah.
0: I have really enjoyed this uh, spoiler season, uh, you know, despite the, all the leaks that happened. Like, it's, they've, I think Wizards have still done a good job with it. Yeah. Also, I just want to point out one thing we kind of missed yesterday. Garden of the Blood Flame, the uh, black red 3 for a 3-3 three, three flash, legendary human warrior. Uh, ETB has flashed. ETB, return to your hand. All creature cards in your graveyard that were put there from anywhere this turn. Other creatures you control taste. Oh, this taste. is the one I was really confused about. Yeah. Yes. Um I, we, we gloss over that it's put creature cards in a graveyard from anywhere which means that if you mill mm. like half your deck and then you play this this is five mana like draw all of the creatures in your deck into your hand so like it's a cool thing we glossed over it um, it that could have some potential somewhere. okay I don't know I thought it was neat. I uh, it was neat let's go on to the lands
1: okay yeah
0: so our first land. Is not a legendary, uh, though I, I think there's only one. Uh, is Cobble Stronghold this is tap add colorless or three tap add black for each basic swamp you control.
1: Okay, so this is gonna try to help you cast our crazy um vampire friend
0: shade or uh Josu vest, Just,
1: yeah, Josu vest, and and the shade that the three three that you can pump for black. And it's going to try to help you pump it a lot. But it is is a little slow because you have this, which isn't initially helping with colors, and then three black lands later, you still are not adding more (sighs) mana.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So... These cards...
1: It's so ...are always a
0: little awkward because... So, like, watching people play, like mono black devotion in modern um usually you run a nycthos in the deck because there's like it's a devotion deck yeah but so often so like the the deck that wants to play cobble stronghold um and wants to play nycthos wants to be basically monocolored right which means you're gonna have a lot of pips of that color in the casting costs and cabal stronghold seems free until you draw a hand with like two swamps and the stronghold and then you can't cast your triple black pip card mm. because it's not a third swamp and you have to kind of weigh that against how often do you draw this and you're like sweet i actually get a ton of mana from this which i can actually use for something what are you using it for
1: To do the Josu vass
0: and okay how much ma- how so how many swamps do you need to make that happen you want to produce you need 10 mana total right yep so
1: so you need uh
0: this will be, be a fun little math problem <laughs> so you need uh
1: well you tap three in this so that's four uh-huh and then you would need to make 10 with this no you wouldn't
0: because you may have other swamps
1: oh that you can right tap, so you're not yeah
0: tapping. um yeah so you, have to, you, know, you have to figure out, like, the minimum number of lands of swamps.
1: Let's see. If you had five swamps mm-hmm. and you tap three, then you get...
0: You get five mana and you have two left over, so that's seven. Seven. So you must need seven, right? So seven, yeah. So seven, you tap... Th- no. No. No, that doesn't make sense. If you have six, you tap three, you get six mana, and you have three left over. That's nine. So I'm right. Yeah, you need seven. You need seven. If you have seven... You tap 3, you make 7 mana, and then you have 4 left over and you have 11. Okay. Um, so, that's... Wow. You need 7 swamps you to cast Jostu, which seven means you already have... in
1: addition to this, yeah, so you already have 8, eight lands. mana. Yep. Yeah, no... It just feels weak. Yeah. That's um rare. I think that's like a good that's example a to illustrate bad, how bad
0: it is. Uh, and like this, what, this nets you a mana when you have 4 swamps... Then you're producing No. And that's you once you have five. Yeah. So you need six lands and this just ramps you by one.
1: Yeah, okay. Don't play this. And it's hard. also basic
0: swamp. So you can't even splash a color with even... the, the yeah. duels. Um, yeah. It's, so don't it's, cry I don't think too it's, hard it's, when, it's when you open this, yeah. but
1: also don't play it.
0: Yeah.
1: In limited or constructed. And then we
0: have the cycle of uh, enemy colored
1: Oh wait, I had an idea. Yeah. Um, is it more interesting if you're in a black green deck and you play like hour to get more basic su- no, because you don't even have as many basic swamps. Yeah. Alright, never mind. It's just yeah. bad. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cool note, uh if you play Blood Moon um with that card out, uh it if you have um a or not blood moon, if you have Herborg, I'm sorry. Erborg, oh, all lands are swamps this... in addition to the other types. Uh huh. They're not basic swamps? right so it wouldn't count them unless you have basic lands that are not swamps that erborg is converting to swamps so if you have a basic plains that plains is now a swamp in addition to a basic plains but because it has the basic like super type it's considered a basic swamp so then it works
1: cool random is, little thing like there. really convoluted to try and get like a marginal <laughs> amount of extra mana it's just not happening yeah
0: so uh, next we have the cycle of enemy colored check lands. So this is...
1: What are they checking for? Uh,
0: for example, Clifftop Retreat, which is the red-white check land. Uh, Clifftop Retreat enters the battlefield tapped unless you control a mountain or a plains. And you can tap it to add red or white.
1: Oh, I really like check lands.
0: Me too. I'm a big fan of them. So these really are good. Clifftop Retreat for white Isolated Chapel for white-black. Hinterland Harbor for blue-black... for Sorry, green-blue. Uh, Sulfur Falls for blue-red, and Woodland Cemetery for green-black. Cool. We saw these last when we were in uh, Innistrad, I believe. Uh, Like, the original Innistrad. So, these are nice to see again. Um, They do see some playing Modern as well. Uh, Sulfur Falls gets played in Grixis decks, and uh, I think sometimes in, like, blue-red-ish decks. Uh, But I think more typically Grixis. And, uh isolated chapel i think sees playing tokens and maybe aldrazian taxes but uh yeah like these are powerful lands and what this is going to help you to do is it's going to help you to just make better mana bases. Like, now uh, we, we've had... <laughs>
1: feels like a cooking show. And what this is going yeah. to help you do is if you have this ingredient, you're going to be able to make a better mana base. That's right. So we start with our lands, and uh, we put them in, and now you can put in all the cards that you want.
0: Yeah. So, like, <laughs> up till now, right, if you wanted to build, like, I don't know, Sultai, right? For, for Sultai, for example... Um, Soltai, the only Czech land you had access to uh, was blue black. You have access to uh, Drown Catacomb. Um, and you have the come into play top land of fetid pools, and you have the fast lands, the botanical sanctum, and um, the black green one that is escaping my mind right now. Uh, but. Those kind of incentivize you to play a slightly like lower to the ground Sultai deck, just because the, you had the fast lands um, and only one check land. Now that you have like hinterland harbor and woodland cemetery, you can afford to maybe play a Sultai deck that's a little bit slower. Um, but generally, like you know, the mana bases it just makes mana bases better. It gives you more options for uh, what kind of lands you're running, what mix of lands you want to run. Uh, if you're playing like you know blue black control and you want to splash white. Um, maybe you'd rather splash white off of Isolated Chapel instead of, um, I don't know, using the blue-white land for whatever reason uh, yeah. due to mana-based calculations about how many islands you're running and how many swamps you're running. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, it's it, it, these are like good to have. Um, and when standard rotates, we do not lose these, um, which is also nice.
1: Yeah. Cool. This will be a nice way to uh oh, we don't the lose Scare God in more either. decks.
0: I mean... I don't know. I I don't think these improve the fixing of stuff a ton, like because we already have like pretty good mana and standard, uh, pretty like pretty reason I should say pretty reasonable mana and standard, not good. And these might actually make the mana. Yeah, it might make it easier to splash God more decks. You're right. You're right. Cool. Um, and then we have a cycle of uncommon lands called the memorials. So. Each of these uh, is it enters the they enter the battlefield tapped. They add for their color, and then they have a um, ability where you can sack them to do something. So kind of like the spell lands that we saw in Zendikar, uh, like uh, Blighted Cataract and Blighted Fen, and all of those lands. Except oh, those yeah. made colorless, and these actually make a color, which is probably better. <laughs> um, so white, we have Memorial to Glory. Enters the battlefield tapped. Tap for a white, and you can pay white three tap and sack. Create two 1 1 white soldier creature tokens. Blue, Memorial to Genius, enters battlefield tap, tap for blue. Blue 4, tap sack, draw two cards. Memorial to Folly, enters battlefield tapped, tap for black. Black 2, tap sack, return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Memorial to War, uh, enters battlefield tapped, tap for red. Red 4, tap sack, destroy target land. Ooh. Memorial to Unity, and battlefield tapped, tap for a green, green to tap sack. Look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card from among them and put it into your hand Then put the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order. So what do you think? Which of these stand out to you, Katie?
1: Well, so I feel like the enter tapped is kind of a big problem because it's also not helping with basic land types. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they tap for their color is very nice Things that stand out to me, the white one seems particularly weak. <laughs> two white one soldiers, two white one one soldiers for four mana mm-hmm. does not seem like
0: Not a relevant type either.
1: No, it's not a knight or like a vampire. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think that's going to be totally relevant. Um, would play in limited because Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean I like I think you
0: definitely play these like in limited. Yeah, because uh, there's basically always. no downside assuming
1: yeah. the format isn't uber fast yeah there's basically no downside it'll get you your color and yep. there's potential upside yeah but yeah i don't think white is going to make it um i thought the blue was kind of interesting
0: blue we i mean bladed cataract saw play as like a one of maybe a two of i imagine this card will fill a similar role it will probably be a one to two of i lean on the side of one of because yeah. it like coming into play untapped okay. is important at yeah. all stages of the game for, like, blue-black control, for example. Um, but it'll probably see play.
1: Yeah. I mean, blue... What what else do they have to draw cards right now? Don't they have another utility land? What's the uh,
0: Arch Ar- of oh. draws.
1: Isn't that hard for them to get, uh...
0: I haven't seen a lot of blue-black decks running So Like, you just have... You have Glimmers and gear Hulks Yeah, and, and the fact that it, like, is a colorless land is bad.
1: Right, right. And this is colored, but the tap is a problem. Yeah. So, yeah. So... I think it's interesting. Again, we sort of agree. Probably not going to see a lot of play. Um, oh I th- well, I think it. I think it, it does see play. Yeah, yeah, but not like a, as decks. a not as a ton, not as a four of.
0: No, 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 as like a one of in almost all blue control decks. Yeah. Um.
1: The black one, three mana to get any creature card back from your graveyard. I think is. I mean, it's three mana sack of land. But yeah. It's I pretty kinda, cool. Yeah. I don't know. it has a
0: chance i think it's reasonable yeah i think in like a mid-range black deck i think this Uh is like very reasonable and if you're actively milling yourself or putting stuff in your graveyard then i think it's even more Mm -hmm. it gets better um but yeah i I can see playing world of Fallen. sure
1: yeah and the red one where you can destroy target land yeah that's interesting i mean so here's the thing though we do have field of ruin which people are playing Mm -hmm. and is a nice way to deal with like a flipped search for us content and things like that this Destroys and doesn't give them a the basic. The benefit of that is like, you know, maybe not huge. Because I, I mean, like the the difference is maybe not that huge because you're doing this on turn like six yeah. or five. So, you know, depriving them of one land is probably not a huge deal. And yourself.
0: Well, keep in mind though. Just keep in mind, straight up land destruction is very strong, mm-hmm. uh, and Wizards has been very reluctant to print any. Okay. And right now we have this black green control deck in standard. That uses its lands to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have Up Excavator in Standard, which lets you play lands from your graveyard, which means what you could do is every turn, strip mine them. Not quite strip mine, I mean, it's, you know, five yeah. mana. But like every, you get to go, okay, untap. Uh, I'll pay five, sack this, destroy I'll one of your lands. And then I'm going to replay this from my graveyard with Up Excavator, pass.
1: I mean, so it's an interesting idea, but still, like, you need to be handling their board. If you're starting to try and do something like that on turn five, they better have nothing on the board because you're not doing anything else. Sure, your your entire turn. No, but like that
0: deck, the pro, like part of the problem that deck has, in my opinion, is that, like it, it goes so late. I don't think you do this on turn five. This is like oh. I am super late, and I want my opponent to concede, so I'm just going to destroy all of their lands now. Um, and, like, you like you just... I mean, you can get this off of Hour of Promise. Like, you can... They have a lot of ways to do that. But their whole deck is, like, removal spells. Like, they, they're they very good at controlling the board. Mm. They struggle with finishing the game. Um, and they have to run, you know, things like, uh, you know, Mastermind's Acquisition to, like, go and get something and then <laughs> hope they don't... You know, and like, the control mirror, Right. Uh, where you play against blue-black control, and, like, both decks just answer all of the other ones' win conditions, and then you mill. Like, I think Memorial Tour is, like, a a neat card to have access to in Standard. It seems reasonably costed in that, like, outside of a deck that is, like, looking to go really long and use its lands for this kind of thing and, like, abuse the lands by playing them from the graveyard or bring them back. We have a couple of cards that bring back lands from the graveyard now. We have Romanov Excavator, Mending Dominaria, and we have the uh, Apocalypse card. Um, Armageddon card, sorry. Uh, that maybe you can, you can put this to use. But other than that, I don't think it sees a ton of play because Field of Ruin is just usually the better card. Yeah. And it's fixing as well, which is cool. Yeah, this wants to be, in, like, a slow red deck. Mm-hmm. Not a, a fast red deck. How uh, about the green? This is a commune with nature for three mana and sack a land.
1: So you can reveal a creature. Yeah, I mean, again, it. I think. Th- I think like three mana tap and sack to to look for a creature is really nice. This mm-hmm. is like a nice way to get some fuel in the late game.
0: I, th- I think this one's okay. Yeah. I think like I could see playing like one of these in my. Green mid range deck, right? It, for creature.
1: Yeah, mid range. You don't have to not care about the tap too much. Mm. I don't know. I think they're all, they're all fine. Yeah, totally.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, the last land uh, that is you know not a basic is Zalphirin Void. Um, this is uh, a land. When Zalfirin Void enters the battlefield, scry one, and it taps for colorless. So, very simple design.
1: Uh, huh.
0: It's basically a wastes with upside. Except yeah. it's, you know, not a basic, so right. it has yeah. that downside. <laughs>
1: <But> <laughs> well, it's not like we have a...
0: Blood Moon in the format.
1: Oh, I was going to say Evolving Wilds in oh, Limited. Oh, that too. Anyway. Yeah,
0: we do have it in Constructed. Yeah. What do you think of this?
1: I mean, in, in Limited, usually you're pretty strapped for colors, and with all these triple mana symbols, I, I feel like huh. you can't afford to fit this mm-hmm. in a deck, like a free scry is nice but it just
0: talked about it in modern
1: oh um, really in
0: eldrazi tron
1: oh sure they can do anything but
0: yeah i mean they just play all carlos lens i i have as like having first of all like i don't think eldrazi tron is as good as it was um second having played eldrazi tron for a while i don't think the deck wants this card like you have a set number like you have 16 of your lands taken up by Urza lands and Eldrazi temple so that leaves you only like 8 more lands for utility Uh, and Seagate Wreckage is an all star oh yeah Uh, so you definitely want like 1 to 2 of those Cavern of Souls you definitely want access to one of those Uh, and then you also want access to Ghost Quarters so like
1: uh, or Fielding and then you
0: also want access to like 2 wastes so we'll say okay we're running 2 wastes we're running like two Seagate, one Cavern, two Ghost Quar... Like, we're very quickly out of space. And I don't think this card is better than any of the lands that the deck is already running. Um, No,
1: Scrying 1 is not as good as any of the effects.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's the fact that it only makes colorless... um, You know, if if you're in a monocolor deck, depending on how aggressively you want pips, I could see running this. Because Scrying 1 is... Pretty good in standard. Um if you think back to the temples in Theros standard when we had Scrylands, mm. the Scrylands were very strong. Um yeah, and they entered the battlefield tapped. They had the benefit of tapping for two different colors of mana, but they ETB tapped in Scryed One. This enters untapped, Scry's one, um, but then doesn't add any kind of a color. But uh yeah, so in standard I could see playing this, um, especially if you're in like an artifact-based combo deck that isn't super color hungry and oh, even true. want to That's take valid. you know abuse the scribe a little bit more um but i, I can see zelfir and void seeing play also the art is gorgeous and the art on the promo is also very nice as well oh promo. yeah both of them are nice uh because portafiri uh phased out his home zelfir and uh oh and uh because of the mending it's stuck phased out and can't can't uh come back and Tefiri can't go home it's very sad. Well, very sad well
1: he has a new family now the Gatewatch. watch he, he has a daughter he does
0: yeah it's in the planeswalker deck nyambi faithful healer it is a uh white blue one for a two two legend and all it does is when it comes in you get to search for the planeswalker deck to fury and put in your hand
1: she's like dad come here daddy
0: daddy come over here you
1: know i think it's funny that she's white blue because it's not like the daughter has to be the same colors as her father
0: true but it's a white blue planeswalker deck so like
1: okay well then yes yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, no no that's true that's
0: true um Okay, good. So let's go ahead and review a couple of the um, non-legend monocolored rares that we haven't talked about yet. Do those exist? Uh, not a ton of them, actually, but there are a few. Um, so one of them is Sylvan Awakening. Do you want to take this one? Yeah, sure. Uh,
1: Sylvan Awakening green two sorcery until your next turn all lands you control become two two elemental creatures with reach indestructible and haste They're still lands mm. Mm, indestructible yeah i like that because i'm like you know my first thought when all your lands turn into creatures is oh dear board yeah because uh that was always like a fun debate when there's one nissa that you alt and you get as many lands as you want from yeah. your deck and they're all creatures Five and it's like how many lands do I want? Because yeah. how many do I really need to kill them versus how bad will it be if they wipe the board?
0: Yo, though, let me tell you what they don't have. They don't have uh, protection from settle the wreckage. Oh, yeah. Though, you know, if they settle you, all you're doing is replacing, replacing all of your, your lands, lands with lands. With lands. <laughs>
1: that's so that's kind of funny. funny. That's kind
0: um, of funny i like this card like the power level is obviously pretty high yeah. i don't know if it has a home it's a weird effect um it is. one home i've heard floated for it which is a bizarre home but you know it's a bizarre deck is <laughs> jeskai ascendancy in modern uh because remember every time you cast a non-creature spell you untap all creatures you control so the deck tries to go infinite by like playing sylvan cariatid and mana and stuff so you you keep casting spells and you keep making more mana, but if all of your lands are creatures, then, then it does it easily for you. And three mana is pretty cheap. Yeah. So that's been floated on the interwebs.
1: Weird. Mm-hmm. That I would not have come up with.
0: This is a, I think, possibly a, a great way for the uh, black green control deck to win.
1: Yeah, it's like, a nice finisher.
0: Yeah, just on the late game, you go three mana, attack yeah. you for twenty, uh, because that deck. I mean has a ton of lands at the end of the game yeah um so, As most
1: control decks do right
0: and it's it's again it's super awkward because this is really hard to answer um if you are a normal deck you're like a grixis deck or something and you're like oh i'm gonna be playing against uh black green control you're not gonna bring in removal spells right uh and you like depending on what their win condition is you bring in one or two um but you usually want to try to be threat heavy and like um this card kind of attacks from again like a weird angle yeah uh, so
1: okay i was also i just want to point out too because i was going to say it's weird that your creatures get reach mm-hmm. because you're presumably attacking yeah but your lands stay creatures until your next turn so yeah. you could turn all your lands into creatures and then block glory absolutely
0: i mean you can just like you the fact that they have region indestructible i think is 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 what makes it so strong because um The indestructible bit means like, you know, against this hypothetical, like Grex control against black green, you cast this and they can't, they can like Vraska's Contempt something. But like the only good answer to this card, aside from counter magic, is Settle the Wreckage, which is very easy for the deck that wants to cast this to play around or to duress you ahead of time or to counter it. Like you have a lot of options. And second, like you can do what you said, where you cast this, you attack with like all but one of them. So that you get to block Glorybringer and then, like, kill them the next turn or something. Right. Um,
1: So you're not open to the hasty flying threat in the air.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I'm a fan of this. I think it's a cool effect. I like that they pushed it a little bit by making the lands indestructible.
1: Yeah, no, Um, that's a huge deal.
0: And until your next turn, I think, also helps a lot in terms of uh, pushing the card toward playability.
1: Yeah, because it makes it, like, you know, if you're sort of at parity, this can overrun. Yeah. If you're in control, this will close. Yeah. And if you're behind, it has the potential to help you stabilize a little mm-hmm. or at least protect you for another
0: turn. Absolutely. Um, you also... Uh, how is Paradox Engine worded? Um, is it... You can untap non-lands or is it untap like creatures? I think it's non-land permanents. Yeah, untap all non-land permanence. So this doesn't combo with Paradox Engine, um, unfortunately. Uh, you could... Uh, in limited, I, I pretty much always play it. I think, right?
1: Oh yeah, yep. yeah.
0: Super strong in limited. Totally. Um, yeah, cool card. Very cool. Next, we have probably the only card that has the same name as a format. Whoa. Two-headed giant. It's very simple as well. Red, red two for a four-four giant warrior.
1: Makes sense.
0: Whenever two-headed giant attacks, flip two coins. If the coins come up heads, if both coins come up heads, two-headed giant gains double strike until end of turn. If both coins come up tails, two-headed giant gains menace until end of turn. It
1: gains menace? Mm-hmm. That
0: doesn't make sense. It makes perfect sense. If the two heads agree, then, you you know, if the maybe the right head is the double strike one and the left head is the menace one, and they're like, hey, I think we should, like, double strike, or I think we should menace, and they're like, no, and they disagree. If you get heads and tails, it doesn't do anything. But if they both get heads, then, like, they, both heads agree on one thing. Uh, both tails, both heads agree on another thing. It's very flavorful. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, limited, obviously strong. Like oh, it beast. It passes the vanilla test and has, like, very significant with upside.
1: flying colors. Yeah. It has an A+. plus. It was sent home early with a note from the teacher. <sighs> great student. Both heads are great students. Oh, man.
0: Except when they disagree. Then they're just very good students. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and... Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah, 50% of the time you get an ability. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Next card That's is a nice
1: way to do red randomness. Yeah, that feels good. Yeah, because it's either upside or solid vanilla. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I like it.
0: <laughs> Next, we have Verdant Force. This is green, green, green five for a seven, seven elemental. During each player's upkeep, put a sapperling token into play, a green one, one sapperling token into play. Um, yeah. yeah
1: wow that's expensive it is
0: expensive uh, uh i think the <laughs> only way this is played and because also like it's a good ability uh tender shoot dryad does this for a lot cheaper while also pumping your sapperlings um
1: yeah strictly better i think
0: you do this if you're able to have a go wide deck that is able to use the song of at least the new cryptolith right to like play stuff really early because uh, then like this is just fine it's just good like you're just playing it it's a 7-7 seven, seven, sure and it will attack and stuff and each jumped. but like it churns out a sapperling during each upkeep which is great if you have this with dryad i mean dryad also does each upkeep so you have eight cards now uh in your deck that produce a sapperling each upkeep and that that just seems really really quite good
1: yeah but you're totally right like you don't want to play this on turn eight no that is no it's very
0: underwhelming if you played it uh that late in the game yeah yeah um next we have a blue rare Precognition field. This is blue three enchantment. You may look at the top card of your library. You may do that at any time. Uh, you may cast the top card of your library if it's an instant or sorcery card. And you can pay three to exile the top card of your library.
1: Huh. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So, right now, I don't think this sees play. With rotate, When rotation happens and control decks lose... Torrential Gear Hulk and the Scarab God and Glimmer of Genius and basically all of their cards except for Search for His Kanta, uh I think this card becomes better. Um
1: so when all of the good cards are gone.
0: Yeah, cuz this card is good. It's just that like right now it, I don't think it really fits with what you want to be doing. Yeah. Um and like S- search is just so good. Like I don't know if I can justify playing if I want like that many of this kind of effect in my deck, like Search for us Cont is great. Um but precognition Field is also good. Like it, it has basically like the future sight ability. So you can and this works with counter spells, right? If your top card is a counter spell, you can cast it. Oh, um cool. and then it pseudo scries where like if you're like I don't want to draw that and you have a bunch of mana, you can just end step on your opponent's turn. Exile, exile, exile ah there's a card I want. Yeah. Draw. So like it's a good card. It's that's just very cool. I don't know if it's better, because four mana is not insignificant. It's not so much that it's prohibitive, like, you can't play this card in standard.
1: Right. Um, but it's but a lot. But you could be glimmering on this turn, too, so you could be drawing cards immediately.
0: Yeah, and then it's like, well, but then in the late game...
1: Oh, th- I mean, this outscales...
0: It outscales glimmer, but it's it's not better than search. Like, i still just rather play search for his content. Yeah. Um, and I, so we have That's search, pull. too, upon rotation. Well, we do lose Paul, but we keep search oh. for his content with rotation. So, I don't know. I... I'm not sure, like, I feel like you just run the two or three search. I mean, search is legendary, so, like, this gives you extra looks. But, you know, you're paying three mana off search to, like, look at the top four and put one into your hand. It just feels like this is a worse search for his Kanta. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. There was a cool combo deck back in the day with Future Sight, where, like, you could go off and, uh, like, cast your whole deck um, because you can cast top card of your library, so you just keep casting them and you'd go through your entire deck. Uh, so precognition field could also be a combo piece instead of being a control card, um, which would be neat. And then like if you maybe I don't know you hit a land on top and you're like dang it like I can't keep going then you just exile it and you keep going with your combo. But we like we don't have the tools to do that. So no hypothetically down the road kind of deal. Uh, I think um, next card up is goblin it's actually a couple of goblins kind of
1: this is a goblin oh no not in the title (laughs) siege gang commander reprint oh yeah okay five mana that's a red red three for a two two goblin when it enters the battlefield create three one one red goblin creature tokens and you may pay red one to sack the commander
0: no no no. it's a a goblin
1: sacrifice a goblin oh then siege gang commander deals two damage to any target yeah
0: so this is uh when pia and kieran nilar were uh, came out in standard um and they were you know four mana for a 2-2 that makes two thopters and you pay red one and sack an artifact to deal two to any target uh it, it garnered a lot of comparisons to siege gang commander um and you know this card is is really strong very, very strong. Five mana for uh, five power and toughness split among five bodies, plus the ability to sack not only itself, the goblins it's creating, but also any goblins you have on the battlefield um, is great. Great. It's and very you strong. Can
1: throw them at anything. You can. Throw them at planeswalkers, throw them at other creatures, throw them at your opponent's face.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's nifty. Yeah, and
0: this is flex- pretty flexible too. Like It feels like it can go in a lot of decks. It doesn't have to be a mid-range deck. Uh, it could be an aggro deck, could be a mid-range deck, you know, whatever. Yeah, it could
1: be an aggro deck because you could. Uh, it could be sort of a top end. Yep,
0: it's even like a, a not unreasonable top end for a red, like a controlling mid-range deck. Uh, we see like Grix's control in modern play like Pia and Kirin. Not with Jaya. <laughs> um, so in standard, something like this could see play as kind of a top end just because it makes so many bodies and they're they're hard to answer uh, while still acting as removal spells. Uh, it is competing with Glorybringer. In the five-drop slot, and Glory Bringer often, I think, is going to feel better yeah. uh, than than this card. But also, oh. Goblins is like a deck, possibly in Standard. So, uh, you know, I totally play this in Goblins. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like an obvious inclusion. Yeah,
0: yeah, yes. So there you have it. Um, so I think we went through a good number of uh, of the. We went through the lands. We went through some. Uh, monocolored rares and stuff so we're going to finish up for tonight um, tomorrow we'll be back uh, with our second to last episode of uh, Dominaria we're going to go through a bunch more of the multicolored stuff and then on Friday we'll finish with the uh, full set review of uh, all the remaining cards that have been spoiled plus our picks for what are the best cards in Dominaria
1: alright stay
0: tuned Uh, thanks as always to our sponsors uh, New England Comics you can find online at NEC Coolidge on Facebook and Flipside Gaming you can find at FlipsideGaming.com I'm Ryan,
1: I'm Katie and this is Spoiler Season.
0: Season